Championship weekend. We are Wagers, Ragers, and it's the AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. Last week was insane. So if you're new to the podcast, we are two friends from the great state of New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. The Garden State, the home of the Meadowlands racetrack. And that's that's actually pretty pathetic, right? Um, no, we are the home of John Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. We are New Jersey, Jersey strong. And we both went to the greatest university in the entire country, Rutgers University. But this podcast, we love talking NFL football and how to bet the games for the weekend along with our greatest passion, which is electronic dance music. And we will give you our tracks of the week at the end of the podcast. So I am your host, Joshua J.T. Buckner, Along with my compadre, as always, John, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. What Welcome. is happening? Oh my God, it's championship weekend already. Man, I don't even know what to expect this week because we had the privilege and the pleasure of watching maybe the greatest game of all time. Um, Bills at Chiefs last week. What an absolute treat that was to to witness um you know as a real quick a recap of course the the chiefs pulled out a 42 36 overtime win over the bills uh some people tried to you know rain on that parade a little bit complaining about the overtime rules i don't care i thought that was an amazing game the the fact that the the score went back and forth so much at the end of the game we were treated to josh allen and patrick Mahomes absolutely going nuts And yeah, here we are again. Chiefs, for the fourth time, have made the AFC Championship in a row. Side note, Andy Reid now, the only coach in history to take teams in the two different conferences, NFC and AFC, to four straight championship games. It's pretty insane. I don't think we're going to get that, but I'm pumped about both of these matchups, man. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew! Yeah, I mean, last week was probably the best week of playoff football that we've ever seen every almost every game came down to like a last second field goal it was insane fire and brimstone coming down from the skies rivers and seas boiling 40 years of darkness earthquakes volcanoes the dead rising from the grave this is madness human sacrifice dogs and cats living together mass hysteria and now we move on to championship weekend and we have the unsung Cincinnati Bengals in the first game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Second game, we have the San Francisco 49ers who pulled off um, like a, a just a tremendous victory against the Green Bay Packers last week, going into Los Angeles to play the Rams for the third time this season. So we're starting off this week with Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, the line is seven. Chiefs giving seven points. Over-under is 54 and a half. So I'm going to start this off. Bengals went into Tennessee last week and won 19 to 16 with my man, Evan McPherson, hitting a game-winning, time-expiring field goal from 52 yards to shoot 
the Bengals into the championship game against the Titans, who were the number one seed. So apparently he told Joe Burrow before he hit that field goal, see you in the championship game. This rookie, he's a rookie field goal kicker, fifth round draft pick for the Bengals. Ice in his veins. He has been money all season long. I mean, this game was just absolutely insane. And the Bengals find themselves going to Arrowhead Stadium and playing the Chiefs, which, you know, this is going to be hopefully a great game. As I said before, the line is mine is seven points. Last week, the Chiefs played probably the craziest playoff game you've ever seen. Patrick Mahomes went 44 yards and 13 seconds to line up a Harrison Bucker field goal to put them into overtime, drive down the field, score a touchdown in overtime, and win the game. Just crazy. Mahomes, it's just, he's insane. He had, uh, I mean, the game last week was 42 to 36. He had, he went 33 for 44, three touchdowns. He also rushed for 69 yards on seven rushing attempts. Nice. Andy Reid said to him, right before he went on that drive for 13 seconds, when things get grim, be the grim reaper. And he went right down the field and drove them down for that, that game-tying field goal. In the playoffs so far, the Chiefs' offense is averaging 392 passing yards, 144 rushing yards, and 515 total yards per game. The Bengals, they got by the Raiders. They got by the Titans, but only averaging 296 passing yards, 74 rushing yards, with a total of 326 and a half total yards. But the Bengals beat the Chiefs on January 2nd, where my man, Evan McPherson, with ice in his veins, hit a 20-yard field goal with time expiring to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So where do I see this game? Well, let's look at this. Joe Burrow right now, in that game against the Chiefs, he had 446 yards passing, four touchdowns, most of it to Jamar Chase, his number one receiver, his like best buddy from LSU, who had 266 yards and three touchdowns. But the Chiefs have only lost one game since October, and that game was against the Bengals. That Bengals game that they lost on January 2nd is the only game they've lost. I'm kind of leaning Chiefs in this game, and I like it at seven. If it goes to seven and a half, I'm probably going to go the other way, but Joe Burrow is only the sixth player to enter a conference championship game with over 50 plus sacks, meaning he's been sacked over 50 times. And right now he's been sacked 62 times, regular season and postseason. And none of those quarterbacks in the championship game have ever made it to the Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow did lead the league in completion percentage and pass yards per attempt. Let's just throw against the spread just right out the window. The Bengals have covered, the Bengals have covered uh, five straight games, or I'm sorry, five straight games. Yes, four straight on the road, and they're five and one as a road underdog. But the Chiefs have covered six straight home games, and they're seven and one against the spread versus teams with a winning record. And the Bengals have a winning record this season. So where do I go with this game? You know, at seven, I can see this game being a push. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think 
the, the Cinderella run through the playoffs for Cincinnati ends this week. I believe Cincinnati is going to lose this game and they're probably going to lose by a touchdown. I see this game being a high, high offensive game, high passing game, lots of points scored. I can see this being over the 54 and a half. So I'm going to take the chiefs. I'm going to lay the seven, but I can see this game being a push where the chiefs win by a touchdown 31, 24, 38, um, you know, 31, something like that. So I'm going to take the chiefs. I'm going to lay the seven. If it goes to seven and a half, I'm probably going to go the other way with the Bengals, but I'm going to take the chiefs laying the seven couple of props. See a prop, take a prop. So I have five props, two of which are passing. I think Mahomes and Joe Burrow are going to go nuts this week. I like both Mahomes overpassing 293 and a half passing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Joe Burrow over 287 and a half passing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Both players are going to pass for a lot of yards. I'm going to stay away from Jamar Chase. I think the Chiefs are going to figure out a way to take him out of the game. But receiving, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. He did it for me last week. I'm going to stay with him this week. Over 75 and a half receiving yards. Minus 115 on DraftKings. Pat Mahomes rushing. He crushed it last week. Over 29 and a half rushing yards. Minus 115 on DraftKings. And my last prop, my last prop is the rookie field goal kicker, again, with ice in his veins, Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals, minus 110 on DraftKings. And that's what I like in the Chiefs-Bengals game. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the passing yards over. Give me Kelsey over receiving yards. Give me Mahomes over rushing yards. And give me McPherson over field goals. John, I'm feeling you're probably going the other way. Talk to me, kid. Uh, sort of, not really. We're mostly on the same page here. I've got on DraftKings, I've got the Bengals getting seven over on FanDuel, uh, seven and a half I've got. So I don't think we see it that differently. I'm still picking the Chiefs to win the game, but I think the bet here is you take the Bengals and the seven and a half. And that half a point is, is very important because, you know, if we end up another overtime game or something like that, you just like getting over that one touchdown score there. You know, these two teams again met in week 17. Bengals came away with the 34 to 31 win, which was a surprise to me. The Bengals have a ton of firepower. They can absolutely match score for score with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs being at home, obviously, is a really big advantage here. I take a look at injuries. The Chiefs might be missing two tackles here, which could um, definitely hurt them. And again, we're watching closely Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, who was in the concussion protocol. He was back on the practice field and was progressing Thursday and Friday. So he practiced Thursday and Friday, still technically in the concussion protocol. Protocol. He's going to be evaluated later today, but Andy Reid said, you know, they're kind of expecting him to be good to go for Sunday, but they have to see how it goes over the next day or two. Matthew would obviously be a big loss, but he's trending in the right direction here. On the other side of the ball, like I said, the Bengals have a ton of firepower. Burrow, last time out, 30 for 39, 446 yards and four touchdowns. Complete insanity against the Chiefs last time out. Of course, a lot of that was Jamar Chase. 
Bengals do have one really big injury here. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, the defensive tackle, is going to be out again. So they're not going to have the, their stalwart defensive tackle in the middle of the field. Bengals 5-0 and against the spread in their last five as a road dog. But the Chiefs, on the other hand, 7-0 and against the spread in their last seven games. Man, uh, I kind of see another shootout here. Um, and because of that, the first bet that I want to talk about here is something that I don't normally do, and that's the over-under. The over-under came out at a pretty high 53 and a half yards, but it's about sitting at about 54 and a half right now, minus 115. I'm taking the over here. I am absolutely taking the over. I already put a 50-burger on the over. That's my first bet. Um, I'm taking the Bengals plus the seven and a half, although I think the Chiefs ultimately win the game. So I'll take Chiefs money line. I'll take Bengals plus the seven and a half. And a few props real quick. See a prop, take a prop. I'm absolutely following you on Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. Uh, like you said, on DraftKings, that's 75 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. It's a yard more uh, at uh, minus 114 over on FanDuel. Kelsey had something of a down year, but still averaged 70, 70 and a half receiving yards for the year. He brings it in the playoffs, though. Averaging 102 yards a game in the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs this year. And he's averaged 90 and a half receiving yards in his last 10 playoff games. And on top of that, the Bengals defense, not great against tight ends. They were 26th overall uh, versus tight ends in, in the regular season. So even though Kelsey only went five catches for uh, 25 receiving yards the first time around against the Bengals, I expect him because it's the playoffs, because he's killing it, and because the, the Bengals overall have not been great against tight ends, I expect Kelsey to hit this 75 and a half. Man, a year ago, we would have killed for a receiving prop for Kelsey for 75 and a half receiving yards. So I'm all, all over that with you. Mahomes, I'm with you on the rushing yards. You can do a yard better on FanDuel. 28 and a half uh, rushing yards on FanDuel for Patrick Mahomes at minus 122. Uh, that's really starting to creep up kind of high, but you really get the feeling that Mahomes is really trying to pick up this team and put him on his back right now. So I think he's taking off today. I think he's going to hit that 28 and a half. Last one I got is actually several props. One player, Joe Mixon. I think if you're the Bengals, you rely on your firepower, but at the same time, if you can keep Mahomes off the field at all, I think you do that. So I think they give the ball to Joe Mixon. His prop for attempts is only 15 and a half on both FanDuel and DraftKings. I think that's nuts. He averaged 18.25 carries a game on the year. And on top of that, averaged 95 yards com uh, combined on the year as well. So I'm also looking at his combo yards. On DraftKings, it's 93 and a half rushing and receiving combined at minus 115 on FanDuel. You bring it down a yard, 92 and a half yards combined at minus 114. I think Mixon's going to go over on the 15 and a half rushing attempts. I think he's going to go over on the combo yardage. And a lot of that I base on the fact that I think he's going to catch the ball. So the last prop I got for Mixon, I'm taking almost everything here, except just straight rushing. Uh, receiving yards, it's really low to me. On DraftKings, it's only 31 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. 32 and a half receiving yards over on FanDuel. He had 40 receiving yards last time out against Kansas City. He had 51 receiving yards last week. So this is what the Bengals are doing. 
and a little bit closer at what the, t- the defenses have done from a statistical point of view, statistical point of view, the chiefs were tied for 17th on the year against running backs overall and 30th against running backs as far as receiving yards go. So I think Mixon's going to get the touches. I think he's going to get carries. I think he's going to get receiving yards. So that's what I've got on this game. Arrowhead is going to be rocking Two highly powered offenses clashing in the AFC championship game. You can't ask for anything better, but I'll take chiefs money line. I'll take Bengals plus seven and a half. Give me Travis Kelsey over on 75 and a half receiving yards. Give me over Patrick Mahomes, 28 and a half rushing yards. Although that's the one I like the least. And then give me Mixon over 15 and a half carries over 92 and a half combo yards and over 31 and a half receiving yards. Let's go. The quad. Yeah. I mean, if the line goes to, I mean, on FanDuel and which is a, a site that I usually don't bet on, but I may shift over there. If that line is seven and a half, then I'm going to go with you on the Bengals for sure. Um, because I, I, I see this game being a touchdown game. I just do. I, I think, uh, you know, betting on, on DraftKings with it being seven, it's just going to be a push and I'm just going to get my money back. But if it's seven and a half on FanDuel, then I'm definitely with you on that for sure. Um, and Joe Mixon, you know, um, I don't know. He's like up and down. I, I, I'm just not sure about uh, where to go with, with Joe Mixon. So I'm going to have to like look at that a little bit more. But I do like the, uh, the seven and a half with, uh, with the Bengals for sure. Because I can't see Kansas City beating them by more than a touchdown. But I do see this as a, as a touchdown game, which is why I'm leaning uh, Kansas City in this game. All right. So second game at 630 on Sunday is Rams at home playing the San Francisco 49ers for the third time this season. Two NFC West uh, opponents. John, you want to start us off with your analysis on this game? And I'll chime in when you're done. Sure thing. So Niners coming in at 12 and seven on the year Rams coming in 14 and five, you know, side note, one good thing is with the, the regular season going up to 17 games this year, the records all looked kind of wacky. Now that we're in the playoffs, once you add the playoffs in, they're all wacky anyway. So everything is fine. Uh, Rams right now giving three and a half on both DraftKings and FanDuel minus 110 on DraftKings minus 106 on FanDuel. Uh, the Rams came away with a, a victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champion, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the, the Rams did make it interesting. You know, they led for most of that game. We're up by 27 to three late in the game before they absolutely nearly imploded. The Rams last week lost four fumbles, missed a field goal against the Bucks. So uh, Tom Brady uh, took advantage, nearly brought the Bucks all the way back. But a last second, just absolute killer shot, kill shot from Stafford to Cooper Cup ends up icing the game for the Rams. Uh, another one of the fantastic games from last week. Rams come away with the victory. On the other side of the ball, San Francisco 49ers went to Green Bay and absolutely continued to own Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Came away with a 13-10 victory without scoring an offensive touchdown. The Niners' only touchdown last week was on a blocked punt that they returned for a touchdown, but they still came away with their victory. Two straight road wins over the Cowboys and the Packers as underdogs for the Niners. You got to give it to them. Uh, And like we always say, uh, 
when things are halfway close, I mean, you look at a couple of things. Obviously, quarterback play is what is always at the forefront of everyone's minds. Can't get too far away from that. But the line play, the line play of the Niners has really won these two, two games for them. Um, again, like you said, the, this is the third time these division foes, the Niners and Rams, will have played this year. Um, the Niners, I think, have won like six in a row against the Rams or something crazy like that. Won both games this year. Although in week 18, a game that did matter, uh, and got the Niners into the playoffs here, the Rams looked like they were going to have a cakewalk. They were up 17 to nothing, but ended up losing in overtime to the Niners. Jimmy G, who candidly has not done a whole heck of a lot uh, in the first two games in the postseason, did have a great game against the Rams in week 18. He had over 300 yards. That was the second of him. He had he was 23 of 32 for 316, and that was the second of back-to-back 300-yard games for Jimmy G. So even though Jimmy G has not been great in the postseason um, and made a couple of mistakes at the end of that Cowboys game that could have cost them the game in the first round, he has had success against the Rams recently. But that being said, uh, the Rams D has been really great the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Tom Brady, you know, almost had a comeback, but that was because the Rams defense was put in some poor field position because of some field goal, excuse me, some turnovers last week. Um, and the Rams D is going to have to make sure that they tackle. They had 19 missed tackles against the Niners the last time around. That's not going to work. But I think I see the key to this game being the Ram firepower. It, I told you before, uh, before the pod started, it doesn't really matter to me that much that the Rams are at home. I don't think the Rams have a huge uh, home field advantage in Los Angeles, to be perfectly honest with you. But where they do have the advantage, I think, is that offensive firepower. And I definitely believe they have the advantage at quarterback. And the Rams have been getting off to quick starts. They got off to a 17-0 uh, lead against Niners and then got off to big starts against both the Cardinals and uh, the Buccaneers after that. So if the Rams can get off to another big start in this game, and I think they will, I do not have confidence in Jimmy G being able to lead the Niners back on a, a comeback here. I uh, think it's probably unlikely that the Rams lose four fumbles again. If they do, it's a totally different story. But if it's anywhere close to normal, I think the Rams end up pulling it out here. I'm taking the Rams. I'm giving the three and a half. I know you've got a little take on that because um, you know, that, that 0.5 hook there, I don't love the half a point there, but even given that I'll still take the Rams, I'll still give the points. Uh, and you know what, let me get your take on the game and then we can get into some props. Yeah. So you're right. I don't like the hook on this game at all. And, and simply for the fact that the 49ers have beat the Rams the last six times they played each other. And the fact that the 49ers came back from a 17 point deficit in the last game of the season to beat the Rams and make the playoffs. Um, that's my concern in this game. And then I, but, but at the, at the same time, I look at, um, I look at the way these teams won their games last week. I mean, the Rams got out to a really, really hot start last week against Tampa Bay, but they ended up having to win the game with 42 seconds left and hitting a 30 yard field goal with time expired. But Stafford had a phenomenal game. 366 yards passing, two touchdowns, but the 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown. They beat the Packers 13 to 10 again with a uh, a Robbie Gould field goal with time expired to win that game. And their only points were on a block punt, as you alluded to earlier. And then when you look at these 
these quarterbacks for the playoffs. We have Stafford going 41 for 55, 568 yards passing and four touchdowns. And Jimmy G, 303 yards passing, but zero touchdowns and two interceptions. I just can't, I, I can't see the, the Rams losing a third time this season to the 49ers, but that six straight wins against the Rams is the thing that really concerns me. And I see this game as being a three-point game. I think it's going to be a really close game. So when I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to probably bet and I'm going to pay the extra juice to buy the half a point back and take the Rams at minus three as sort of a hedge, as we say with the hedgehog, hedging my bet so that if the game is a three-point game, I don't lose my money because I see the Rams winning. I just, the way that these teams have played each other every single game, um, and, and it's just, uh, you know, I see this being a three-point game. I mean, spread stats right now. Um, Los Angeles is 6-2 and two against the spread uh, in their last eight games. And the 49ers, they're 9-2 and two against the spread in their last four games, and they've covered their last four games. But they're 4-1 and one against the spread with Shanahan as their coach. So throw the spread numbers right out the window. This is going to be a really close game. So I'm going to buy the half a point back uh, in this game. And I just don't like that, that half a point. So yeah, I like the Rams in this game to win, but I think it's going to be like 27, 24, uh, 21, 18, something like that. And I do like the under in this game because Jimmy G, I just can't see him doing much of anything. He's more of like a, you know, as they call it, a game manager than anything else. Uh, so I actually like the under the 45 and a half points right now. Uh, and that's where I'm leaning in this game. Rams to win, but I can't see them winning by more than three. So that those are my thoughts on this game. John, what do you think on props or, or my analysis for that, for that matter? No, I, I hear where you're coming from. The, the, the point five is, is a little bit worrisome. I just I think the I think the Rams are going to cover it. I don't think it's going to be quite that close. It, it does make me nervous, of course, that the Niners have had the Rams number, but I think the Rams come away with this one. A couple of props for you. I would stick with Debo Samuel over the last few weeks. He's generally come through. I, although I did miss him on the combo yards last week, um, I like his rushing yard prop this week. Thirty nine and a half on FanDuel. I think it's 40 and a half over on, excuse me, 39 and a half rushing yards on DraftKings. I think it's a, a yard more over on FanDuel. He's averaged 41.4 rushing yards a game in his last five. He had 45 rushing yards last time out against the Rams. You know, if you're the Niners, you've got to get the ball in the hands of your best offensive player. That's Debo Samuel. He's going to get the ball. So give me Debo over 39 and a half rushing yards. I'm Debo. Who? Debo. I also like Elijah Mitchell over 17 and a half attempts. We just missed on, we missed on this last week. He had 17 carries last week. He had 27 carries the week before. Like I said, last week, um, Kyle Shanahan's finally found the running back that he trusts to give the ball to over and over. And again, when you think about the Rams fi offensive firepower, if you're the Niners, what are you going to try to do? You're going to try to shorten the game. You're going to try to keep Stafford and Beckham and Cup and all these guys off the field. And I think that means giving the ball to Elijah Mitchell. I think Debo Samuel is going to get rushing attempts. I think Elijah Mitchell is going to get rushing attempts. And because of both of those things, I'll take Mitchell over 17 and a half attempts and I'll take Debo over 
39 and a half rushing yards. It was very tough for me to find something, despite the fact that the Rams have so much offensive firepower. And I think the Rams are going to win the game and cover the spread. Oddly enough, it was difficult for me to find Rams props that I really, really liked. You know, I want to take Cooper Cup, but, you know, after a dip in his receiving yards last week down to 99 and a half, which completely cashed that last week, it's back up to like 103 or 106. Um, or no, I think it's 101.5 and 103.5 receiving yards on DraftKings and FanDuel, respectively. A little too high for me to take against the Niners, so I'm not going to take that. Took a look at Higby because I love the way that Stafford's been looking for Higby lately, but the Niners have been beasts against tight ends, so no thank you on that either. The one nine, the one Rams prop that I'm going to go with is going to be Cam Akers. Cam Akers receiving yards, it's 18 and a half receiving yards on either FanDuel or DraftKings. He had 20 yards receiving last week. He had 40 yards receiving against the Cardinals before that. The Niners give up about 36 and a half or so receiving yards per game to running backs. So give me Cam Akers over 18 and a half receiving yards. And that's what I got for props. Akers over, over 18 and a half receiving yards. Elijah Mitchell over 17 and a half attempts. And D. Bo over 39 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the Debo rushing. That's actually one of the props that I had uh, written down for this week. Um, over 39 and a half rushing yards on DraftKings, uh, minus 115. But I'm sticking with a Rams prop that I've, I've taken the last couple of weeks, and that is the former Giant receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., which I hit on last week. I'm taking OBJ over 52 and a half receiving yards because I think that the 49ers are really going to lock down on Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup is not going to hit that crazy receiving total. So I like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. over 52 and a half receiving yards. Juice is a little high, minus 130, minus 130 on DraftKings. But he has scored a touchdown in the 10 games that he's played for the Rams six times. So OBJ, anytime touchdown score right now, plus 140 on DraftKings. I like that one as well. And of course, sticking with my field goal kicking savant prop pick, I'm taking Robbie Gould over one and a half field goals this game. I think the Rams defense is going to stop uh, Jimmy G from scoring touchdowns. They're going to have to settle for some field goals. So I like Robbie Gould over one and a half field goals, great odds, plus 110 on DraftKings. Yeah. Those are my three props. Well, four, actually, because I'm going with you on, on Debo Samuel rushing. But the other three, OBJ over 52 and a half receiving yards, anytime touchdown score, plus 140, and Robbie Gould over uh, one and a half field goals, plus 110 on DraftKings. John, any last thoughts on this game before we move into our tracks of the week? Yeah, I was waiting on the kicking props, man. Those kicking props were bananas last week. I think we hit not just McPherson, but Gay hit last week. Gould, uh, Butker, they all hit last week. So I'm all over Robbie Gold at over one and a half field goals. Plus 110 seems like robbery. That's fantastic. I love it. I also like Matt Gay. Um, I like Matt Gay over one and a half at minus 110. I would love to take the Matt Gay points. It's only six and a half, so he's got two field goals and an extra point. You got it. The juice sucks, though, at minus 145, so I don't know if it's worth it. But, yeah, absolutely. Robbie Gold over one and a half. Absolutely love that one. And I also like Matt Gay. So, you know, let's, let's kick our way into a little bit more money here. 
Yeah, every single field goal kicker um, covered last week that I picked on the props. So hopefully that happens again in these two games and uh, we win some money on some kickers. So, all right, we are into our tracks of the week. John, lead us off. Tell me, what's your track of the week this week? Let's ever, let everybody know what you got. All right, so like we said before, the Chiefs have made the AFC Championship game for the fourth year in a row, which is amazing. So it's a new year, but we got the same team back in here. Luckily, it's a, a team that's fun to watch, like the Chiefs. That makes me think of a theme of like, what's old is new again type of thing. So I'm picking a track that is a fairly new release, uh, just released earlier this month, but it is a remix of an old track that was a Jersey Short anthem uh, many years ago. Uh, it is a remix of the track Hide You uh, by Roger Shaw, Sean Evans. The remix is by Jerome Isma'e, who you know very well. It's his extended 2022 remix of Hide You. It's fantastic. It's dope. It's fun. It's a great new, you know, tech house kind of spin on a great track that was big, big, big for us back in the day. So what's old is new again. My track of the week, Hide You. Jerome Isma A extended 2022 remix. Shout out to Koshin. Ismae, Koshin, there you go. Great, 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 great track. All right, so I am going sort of, I'm gonna go skip over last week. I'm gonna go two weeks ago. I had Marlo with what, who I think is one of the most fantastic vocalists, Haleen. And I'm going with Haleen, Glass Heart, but the Sunny Lax extended remix. That's my track of the week. And why? Because if you listen to the vocals, she says, I have a glass heart full of diamonds and somebody at the end of this season is going to have a ring on their finger full of diamonds being the Super Bowl winner. So Haleen, glass heart, Sonny Lax. And if you haven't heard of Sonny Lax, he is a fantastic trance producer out of Hungary. And one of my favorite tracks from Sonny Lax is by Elias B, his remix of After All from 2010. So pick that one up too, but Glass Heart by Haleen, the Sonny Lax extended remix is my track of the week. And bang, pick that one up. It's brand new, just came out at the end of 2021. And that's my track of the week. We have now concluded championship weekend of Wagers Ragers. And John, I don't know about you, but I am excited for these games on Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait, man. 
it's funny, we're about to come up to the end here. You know, the, the end of the 2021-2022 regular season. It's been a really great year, man. A, a, a fun year. I, I especially liked how this year felt like a, a more, I don't know, normal football season compared to what we had to deal with last year. Although, you know, obviously a lot of the pandemic stuff still going on. You know, the very serious situations there, but football was be able was able to provide us a respite from, from some of the stuff going on in real life. And, you know, we're fortunate to have two really great matchups for championship Sunday tomorrow. So let's blanking go. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? It was great last week having um, Heath Cummings join us as a guest. And, and next season, um, I'm sure we'll have other guests joining us. But we now conclude championship weekend. So... As always, may your bets be sharp and your caches be bountiful. We shall see you, not next week, because there is no game next week, but we shall see you in two weeks for our Super Bowl preview of the two teams that come out of this weekend. See you next, uh, see you next two weeks. See you later, adios. Later guys. 